Okay. We know we've talked to a ton of people about their interview experience, how to get interviews, all that fun, but we wanted to give some like real actual advice on what to do and what not to do in an interview when you get hired in tech. That includes good questions, bad questions, everything in between. Should you show up in a suit? Probably not, candidly. (laughs) Um, And we're going to help teach you how to level the playing field a little bit and make it more about you and what you want in your career. Yeah, kind of the old way of interviewing based completely on your resume and literally regurgitating that back uh, is long gone. Mm. People hire people. These are the kinds of companies that you want to work for. And like you have to be yourself. But of course, like there's definitely a game here. So the advice of like taking as many interviews as you possibly can is probably still warranted, especially if you're new to it. But it's all good practice, and eventually things will start to feel natural. But there is definitely a framework, and we're going to try to give it to you today. Also, like, kind of get used to it because a lot of your job will be explaining to others what you do and how, and that's just, like, how startups work. Yeah. So let's go. All right. I mean, so let's go through each of the different interviews that you'll generally go through when you are trying to work at a startup. So even if the company is four people or 40 or 400, generally the the interview process is pretty similar, which is cool and streamlined. We love that. So um, the first the first call that you'll have, and usually this will be a call, like even when we're talking about like in person, whatever, you're going to have a phone call and it's going to either be with like a recruiter if the company has a recruiter or it's going to be with the HR person or it's going to be with the hiring manager, just like someone, um, you're going to have just a phone screen. Um, And that's generally to just, it's a vibe check. It's just- Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, and it's also like, it's the vibe check for sure. Like they're checking to see if you're a good culture fit, culture ad. I think that's what Jacob called it, right? Yeah, culture, culture ad. ad. Um, but it's also the logistics. Like they don't want to waste your time and they don't want you to waste their time, to be honest. Right. Like they check for things like, do you have the three pieces of software in your skill set that mm-hmm. the hiring manager listed off and when they talk to them about it? And like this person probably genu- like generally doesn't know much about your day-to-day role yeah, and like all of those recruiter things. Or an HR, like they have no idea actually no. like the nuances of your role. They were given a checklist. Yeah. So make sure you say those like things that your your skill set, what you, you know, if it's, I don't know, what a designer, say you've worked in web design, say you worked in like, you know what to do. Look um, at the job description and make sure that you have an answer to the skills that they have listed. Yeah, those those record. requirements bullet points. Yeah. This is that. This, this is, is an interview for that. Yeah. Um, but also like comp. This is where like they'll ask you for that range of comp. Yeah. If they are not like a sleazy organization, early on in the interview process, they they will talk about comp. Yeah. Um, that that, that can be like a whole other episode. Uh, also of just like how to talk about compensation. Um, But that isn't a set in stone number uh, when you like talk about it. I would always have the company start off the comp conversations. Um, I would ask like, what is the salary band 
for this yeah, role. What are you expecting to pay for this role? Yeah. And so like a band is like the lowest they'll go and the highest they'll go for that specific level. And it'll be good just to like level set. You'll always, and we'll talk about this in the next episode in the series, but you can negotiate. It's expected to negotiate. That's totally fine. But you, they're going to ask what your salary expectations are, bring it back around to them and be like, what is the salary? Uh, what is the expected compensation for this role? What is the salary band? So that you yeah. can kind of assess if it falls within the range that you're comfortable with. Right. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're seeing yeah. <laughs> if, if you fall within the range of what they're expecting to pay for this role and like whether to move forward with you. And it gives whether you're on the low end of the pay band or the high end of the pay band, it gives the next people in the interview chain like context for, for what questions to ask you and for what your responsibilities will be. Like, I think a lot of times I know for entry level like roles, it's a little bit different and that's kind of what we're talking about here more. Um, This is like table stakes. You made it. They like scheduled an interview. What can you expect on that first call? Right. If they're like a sane and not like the most toxic organization in the world. And we're not saying that if they don't bring up comp on the, on the hiring call screen that they are toxic, but it is a good, if they don't, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Because that it's, it's expected. It's expected that the recruiter HR person is the one with the numbers. Like they're the ones that have all of that information. And I think a lot of times, a lot of people wait to talk to the person that they'll actually be working, the people they'll be working with about numbers and like the team. I'm like, never ask your team what you, what, what the comp band is, maybe a hiring manager, but even still the hiring manager will probably say, I'm going to have you talk to HR about that. Yeah. Um, so just get that out of the way and see if it's even worth your time to be going through the interview process uh, based on the comp band. Definitely. All right. You make it through the phone screen. You check all the like arbitrary boxes that the recruiter has. Mm-hmm. You're going to be hopping on over to the to the hiring manager. Um, so this is going to be like the person who's going to screen you for like the actual like tactical work that you can do, yeah. uh, but also see what your working style is. How do you learn? How do you like to be managed? How do you like work? What are you? what is your experience working in like a situation like this? Yeah. And this is a really good opportunity to like try and make a personal connection with that person yeah. because anyone can do – like we say this all the time, but if you're new here, anyone can do a job that requires hard skills. It's like interpersonal relationships, working on a team, hitting yes. deadlines, setting goals for yourself, like all that shit that's like arbitrary and soft skills and they want to kind of figure out how you, how you do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this is it's the kind of it's the place to talk about too like what are some projects that the team is going to be taking on in the next year or two. Really getting a better idea for how this role fits into the team. Yeah. And they they're that's that's their end goal too. Like as a man, like as somebody that interviews people, my end goal is how are you going to fit into what I currently have going on? Yeah. Yeah. And I would, so as like the interviewee, sort of like the questions that you can ask in the hiring manager interview. So in the, the phone screen interview, you can ask things like compensation, what, how big is the team? What are you expecting the team growth to look like? Like company kinds of questions. For the hiring manager interview, I would ask about team dynamics. How, do, how does the team like work together? Especially if you are working on a marketing team, for example, what does, how does the team work together for campaign execution? Mm-hmm. Because that should involve every member of the marketing team. Mm -hmm. Do they work in like sprints? Do they work in campaigns? Do they work on a quarterly basis? Is it based off product launches? Or are they doing quarterly narratives that product launches fit into? Like this is a good time to ask about day-to-day logistics. Um, And 
yes, you can ask what does the day-to-day look like for this job, but try and be more specific than that because that's not going to give you an actually good answer. Yeah, and the way to do that, I guess, is to just talk about workload is like how much of this job is – you know, tied to its own specific results, how much of this job is tied to team results. Like mm-hmm. I think getting into how impact is measured in this conversation specifically really wins you some bonus points because that's how managers think. How is it measured? How, and then on the flip side of that, like how is this role supported? Yeah. What resources will I have in the day-to-day? Can I ask the team questions if I don't – you know what I mean? Like – yeah. There's two sides of that. So like, yes, how it's measured measured in the output of that. But how is it supported? How does the input happen? Is it yeah. strictly on me to get everything done? Yep. Or do I have resources that I, you know, because that it just speaks more to, to how it works in your day-to-day versus just like the results-based stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that's also really powerful as you get kind of – later on in your career of like, okay, I may be coming in to build a team or I may come into a really like a smaller team, but what are the resources that are going to be allocated to this team in general? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're hired and you have no headcount, then you're not, you're not leading any, anyone. You're just an expensive IC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. make a ton of sense. Um, but yeah, I love that question. I think that's, that's great. I think too, when you're talking about workload, it's, uh, especially like in your first tech role, mm-hmm. um, you're probably going to be doing a lot of execution. Yeah. Talk about how work is distributed and yeah. like who comes up with your projects. Is that you? Is that the manager that you're speaking with? Is it a team thing? Like how do your projects come to fruition? Because I think that different people thrive in different versions of that. And you probably know if you're a, a somebody that, cool, tell me what to do. would love to do that learning on the way, whatever, or you're somebody that's like, I want to figure it out for myself. Yeah. Um, the answer here will really help you there. Um, and then maybe lastly, I don't know if this might spur other other ideas for you, Bridge, but because they're going to be your, your manager, you, you can ask them very specific questions about their management style, including my favorite question, how many of your direct reports have you promoted in the last six months? Ooh, I love, I love that question. Because if they stutter, if they uh, kind of put it on their direct reports and blame them a little bit for zero promotions, then you can kind of gauge uh, what the fuck is going on internally uh, and what kind of manager they are. And there can be, um, there can be like good answers to that where it doesn't, they don't just put all the onus on their direct reports. Um, But one of my like former managers that I interviewed was like, you know, like I try and have career conversations at X interval, but it really is on my direct report to help me understand what they need, like X, Y, and Z. And I appreciated that. Um, but that's always a good question to kind of like spur the conversation of like, I'm looking to grow here. How are you going to help me do that? Yeah. Great. Love that. That's great. Hey, well, um, when you impress the hiring manager with all of your excellent questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. So like, I think that a lot of times we – Think that like we're gonna get in an interview and we're gonna be answering a lot of questions. If it's you're a good interview, them. you're asking as many questions as you're answering, if not yeah. more. Like um, you don't want to get to the point where the hiring manager is like, "Okay, can you like tell me about a time when like that?" Right. They're like instead scraping instead, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, walk through your experience proactively and and yeah. be like, "Hey, this is a project I really liked. Broke down what work you did. Blah blah blah. Whatever." Um, Ooh. Whether it's related to tech or not, but 
you take take the lead, take yeah. control. Um, because that's what they expect you and want you to do in your day-to-day role is to come with them to, with questions, with what you need, with solutions, instead of like being like question answer, it gets so awkward so fast. And it can start with the, so tell me about yourself question that they're inevitably going to ask. That's when you give a little bit more of your background, your motivations, your working style, like the projects that give you energy and the projects that kind of like suck the energy out of you. So you give them ammo for the rest of the conversation. Right. This is me. Like, this is how I like to work. This is how I like to learn. This is how I like to receive feedback. These are the projects that I've worked on in the last few months, the last year or so that were really exciting to me that I would like to do more of. And that's what drew me to this role. And these are the projects that I've done in the past that I didn't really love. And that's what excited me about this role is I got to focus on the areas that have historically like lit me up, you know, oh, whatever. Read the job description, okay? <laughs> That's all I have to say. Can I ask you, can I ask you if you, have you ever had an interview in tech that was like that? Like that a company, at a company that you, no. cur- that you ever worked for? No. The can only you? time I got asked, can you tell me about a time question was when I... <laughs> When I applied for the Enterprise Rent-A-Car Leadership Program. Oh, no. (laughs) Honey. I I didn't get a call. Could you imagine Sarah having to go into an enterprise location every day in business casual and clean cars in slacks, which is fine and great, but not the job for you. Um. Yeah, it was, there, the interviews that I've done in tech have been like a lot more informal. Everything's and very conversational, but it throws funny. people off too. But because it's also people like, prepare. Yeah. Once again, we're not talking about fangs. We're not talking about Facebook, Amazon, whatever the other A is, Netflix and Google. No. We're not talking about those. We don't work in those tech companies. We're talking about startups, whether that's seed stage, series A, series B, series C, series D. They're going to, f- unless you have IPO'd, even still, like if you're a tech company, you're generally going to be a little bit more informal in the tech in like the interview process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not giving like we don't work in fangs. Okay, you've impressed the hiring manager. Next up, they're like, all right, great. We would love for you to talk to the team. And this is when you can like you can ask the questions that you didn't like feel totally comfortable asking yeah. but the also, hiring manager. I just want to say if you have passed the hiring manager interview, you're like you're like more than 50%. Like, I don't care how many interviews are after that. Yeah. You're more than 50% of the way. You're a, the hiring manager's opinion matters the most in these Definitely. roles. And it's good signs if like after that interview, after the hiring manager, if they set you up with like three more people, mm-hmm. that's like they really, really like you. They really you. like you. Yeah. Um, and they want and, the whole team to like you too. <laughs> yeah. And they'll just – they do it fast because they're on a timeline like everything yeah. else in tech. Um, Everyone's always behind when you're in tech. <laughs> I literally. You should have um, been hired three months ago. <laughs> but it's also a sign, like if they hire, like only have you talk, like okay, now we're gonna go for. The, also, every stage, ask about next steps. Ask yep. what you can expect, so that when they like only set you up with the next person, then it kind of clues to you. Okay, like maybe they're not feeling me as much. So more, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you ask so that you have the receipts. Yep. So you can follow up on receipts. that too. Like if, if they're not communicating, they stop communicating. I mean, that's a red flag on, on the company. Yeah. Um, but it gives you the ammo to be able to like follow up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, yeah, so sorry. like the team, team interview, interview, 
is you're talking to your peers. What you should not do in these interviews is pretend like you're like, is have like a haughtiness about you. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you can't pretend like you got the job already. No, this is where you, in your like follow-up emails, you're like, I'm excited to learn from you and with you. You know, like that, those sorts of things. Like that's the mindset that you should have going into the team interviews. They might be people who are above you or below you hierarchically, but like you should see those as like your peer conversations, Mm -hmm. like peer-to-peer conversations. Who are the people I'm going to be working with on a regular basis? How do they like to work? How do they work with the hiring manager? How do they work cross-functionally? What is the culture like at the company? How how has their career path been defined? What did they come in as? What did they grow into? What is the cadence of those conversations actually like with the manager? Um, But also, this is also... You want your peers to like you. You don't. Yeah, want to this is the time to be like asking them a bunch of things about what they like to do, and then yeah. even if you don't like to do hiking and yoga, you're like, oh, I love that. <laughs> but um, also, like, what they like to do in their job too, and you can correct. Be, <laughs> I mean, you can hate hiking and yoga, which is fine. <laughs> um, but I also, don't. like, hey, what do you do right now that you would love for this person coming in to like take off your plate? Yeah, or like, how do you see yourself and this person working together? Because yeah. They start saying things and they give you so much to mm-hmm. like dig into and agree with. And like this specifically is the conversation that you want to be way less Q&A. Like yeah. it, it, the hiring manager one that's still pretty question answer based. It's just both ways. This one is so much less of that. It's just like you want it to be conversational. You want to like kind of, you know, move the conversation just – in one direction of just, yeah, how would we work together? What are the kind of projects? Like, show me the projects that you're working on right now. Where do you see this role jumping in here? Like, that is really important because that's how you would actually work together on the day-to-day, especially in a remote environment. You're not going to be sitting next to that person. Right. Yeah. I love that. Show me what are the projects that you're working on right now? I, and how that's my favorite thing to do. Such yeah. a good question. Such a good question. Write that down. <laughs> Right, write that down. Write that down. No, because it does. It it it's real world examples and it's like obviously what they're working on currently, but you also get an idea of like how they work and like what what their expertise is and how your expertise plays with that. I don't yeah. know. It's good. It's good. Just vibes. Good. It's the vibe check. It's the vibe check. The it's, whole thing's a vibe check. Whole thing. Interview is vibe check. Okay. All right. So you made a past team interview and then Usually they there's like they bring in one last per- – if you're, like, the favorite – if you're, like, yeah. the final, they bring in, like, one last person to, like, seal the deal. Yep. And that's – I mean, that happened to me at Drift where like, it wasn't the, it wasn't any of the co-founders or anything like that. But it was the VP of operations who ran, essentially ran the company mm-hmm. um, was, like, the last person they brought in. Or, like, it's usually it's, – it's less along the lines of – what are you going to be doing from day to day? But like, how do you see the, like the longevity of your tenure at yes. this company? Uh, this is questions you can ask questions about the long term vision of the company and what you think, uh, especially in startups, because the product is evolving every week, if not every month. Mm-hmm. Um, asking questions: Where do you see yourself next year? And then where do you see this product being in like ten years? Like, yeah, what because you- it literally it does come from the top down, and you're talking to somebody at the top. So get yeah. the answers that you want. Get. Uh, answers. Because that's the only person really that has them too. I think too, I will say like it is intimidating, whether it's an entry level job or any job to be like talking to the CEO in an interview that like, because it's just, they don't know you, you don't know them at all. I get like really proper in those interviews. Yeah. But like that's Sarah's and- business voice. <laughs> Dude, like I, but like, yeah, this is the time, it, regardless of how comfortable you are or not, like do 
do more research before yeah this because interview. like combo- I almost always especially if it's a CEO or somebody like that chances are they've been on a podcast somewhere just yeah. listen to them listen to how they speak listen to like what they're passionate about in their work or whatever but I know it's intimidating but like CEOs really like genuinely do want to be part of the interview process just because it's that's their company and they want to make sure that everybody is you know, has the same kind of vision for their own career. We're talking about company vision, but like, what is, where's my growth path? What does that look like? I would also like, once you're in the interview process, you really want the job, you went through the first phone screen, set up a Google alert for the company. Like if anything happens from the time you start interviewing to like the last interview, that's another touch point during the interview process to reach out to be like, hey, saw that you were featured in like X, Y, and Z, like congrats. Um, Looking forward to to the next stage of the conversation, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we've kind of like segmented or um, segmented. That's not real. That's not the word I wanted. Well, I guess it technically is right. We've pivoted. We've pivoted. Okay. Yeah. After. Like best practices. Yeah. So we had some good questions that you can ask. Send thank yous at the end of every- Follow-ups are so necessary. Nobody does them anymore. And if you do one, I love you forever. Like it's it's not going to get you a job if you're highly unqualified and rude. (laughs) Certainly. But it is going to like propel how they feel about you forward. And so yes, an email, table stakes, um, download a free video tool and record a video. Use Loom, use your video, use QuickTime, like whatever the fuck you want. Um, That got me like I went through a weird interview process of voice flow, but every single person that I talked to, I sent a personal video to and they responded being like, this was amazing. Like that was the coolest thing I have ever gotten from a candidate. Like, thank you so much. And it was literally like, hey, Rob, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you doing it in between nap time. Like, yeah, it doesn't even take that long. Like, it doesn't have to be that formal. Like, I really appreciate what you said about like amplifying the the position that our customers are in. I think that the way that you're building product is really impressive, uh, and I'm looking forward to like chatting more with the team. Like, table stakes, thirty seconds. But see, (laughs) we say table stakes, but Sarah, when I say I am shocked by the amount of people that do not send a follow up email, and okay, it just shows that somebody's interested, like. I understand that you – like as a candidate, we feel like I showed my interest when I applied for the job. The way you get the job is to continually show interest every single step of the way because at some point, you could have changed your mind and been like, I don't actually like this company. If you want to work there, send a follow-up after every single interview. Every every single one. And like (laughs) – I just went through the interview process for a company like for shits and gigs, but I could tell that I wasn't interested in it because I didn't I didn't want to send the follow up. Yeah, you like sit there and you have writer's block and you're like, what do I say? Yeah. I was like, Ooh. I like I I could. I don't know. Like yeah, but you could I, fake it, but should you? you? It, no. But I just like didn't want them to think that I wanted it more than I did. Right. I didn't want it. Um, right. <laughs> right. But but yes, uh follow ups after every interview, massively important. When people were still in the office, I wrote handwritten letters. I did an email thanking them, and then I wrote a handwritten written letter. And my first manager at my first job at my first tech company still has that letter to this yeah, day. Yeah, and that's why. Yes. Yep. So, send a follow up. That's like one of the biggest things. I mean, you can connect with them on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, 
all that all that stuff interact with anything that they post on social media just like be in front of them at all times you're not being put you're not being annoying you're not being persistent follow up no. until you get a response i mean no don't i will don't say, message like 18 times a day no and i will say only this is like kind of a hot take Ooh, uh, ooh okay only connect with the people that you talked to. Yep, 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 yep. People it's have no like, idea who the fuck you are. No, and <laughs> then it becomes like, who the fuck is this? Like then literally yeah. the words out of my mouth are, who the fuck is this person? Literally. And that is not the first impression that you want to leave. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, no. Only connect with the people that – because then yeah, you people talk, talk and then they're like, this is weird. Yeah, um, yes. Don't be Only weird. the people that you talk to. Um, follow-ups uh, in terms of like trying to hear back from someone, I would say uh, – Twice every five days is fine. Like Yeah, twice every – I was just going to say twice every business week. Yeah, twice yeah. every business week is yeah. fine. Um, more than that and you're being annoying. <laughs> but here's the other thing too. If it takes them longer than a couple weeks to like fully finish out the interview process, the, it's not going to – it's not going well for you. Yeah, it, they're a mess they're so internally – there's yeah they're a mess internally if they move really fast that's a that's a good sign they have their shit together but yeah but also like if you're not comfortable moving that fast like you can you're allowed to slow them down but then you need to be like hey just open lines of communication about where else they're at with other candidates um because i have a lot of people that are just like i'm kind of looking right now what's your timeline look like like and that's great but we're gonna move whether you know we talk to you or not um, but then, yeah, it's, yeah, only to, oh, oh, twice a week. If it takes longer than two weeks, three weeks, if it takes longer than two weeks for you to hear back from them, it's move on. Move on. Start from the beginning. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, and yeah, it sucks. People, mess. oh, here's the other thing. And I'm so sorry, but they will ghost. Like you will get ghosted. Get ghosted. Um, if you don't ghost, just don't, like you yeah. went on a date, you don't ghost. If you are in the if interview you process, another- you can your offer. You still contact the companies that you are yes. in the interview process with with an yes. email. If you have an offer from your like second choice and you're still in the interview process for your first choice, you can leverage that offer. But you can in tell a, them, yeah. But in a way that's not like a threat. <laughs> yeah. In a way that's, that's like, hey, I just want to let you know I did get an offer from like another company, but you guys are my number one. Like, I would love to get a better sense of what the timeline looks like for a decision on your part. Yeah. Um, so I can let them know within like the appropriate time frame as well. Cause that shows that you're just like you you get yeah. it on both sides. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um no, but uh we should expand on that double offer thing next week in our offer one. Two weeks. Uh, two weeks, yes. Uh where we will talk about how the heck two. To, to read one of these babies. read a fucking offer, what the heck fair market stock options means versus common stock. Like, what do you mean by that? We'll this girl you. doesn't even know. Sarah's going to take us to school. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll talk about that. Uh, and negotiation and being polite, but also knowing your worth. Yeah. We love that. We are polite girlies who also demand Respect. <laughs> <their> value. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, Kate, love you, Kate, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs>